0: You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Oh, my gosh. It's almost here. Oscar nominations are almost here. And everybody is panicking to get all their guild nominations out ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I knew that everything was being sped up because the Oscars decided to push everything forward ahead of time. They're like, oh, well, this will make things faster and people will pay more attention, right? And all the other guilds are like, we're not moving, but you're not moving, so... (laughs) (laughs)
1: We're at a standstill, I
2: see. It's awards chicken. (laughs)
0: <laughs> pretty much and pretty much everyone's losing at this point <laughs> uh
2: oh yeah yeah
0: but uh yeah so people uh this is Eye on the prize and oh my goodness we had four major award categories happen well two days ago we had another recording of this and didn't work out unfortunately so but uh in this case we have nathan over here hola dogget. <laughs> <laughs> More dogging, oh boy. <laughs> and then uh we got Lexi here with us.
1: Hello. Hey honey bunny. <laughs> oh no. All <laughs> the viewers are gonna be like moaning, they're like, Ugh.
0: Not, uh yeah, not moaning. Not... <laughs> I don't want I, I don't want them moaning over us, please. Oh <laughs> <laughs> brother. Um but yeah, so we had the director's guild, the writer's guild, the producer's guild, and the BAFTAs happen in one day, uh two days ago. One day, two days ago, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one day since it looked at me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, and then also the Austin film critics put out their winners. So I figured we'd talk a little bit about that and a couple other tiny bits of catch-up news. Now, the first thing I got to bring up is an event that just happened today as well. So they confirmed that this year's ceremony will be hostless again, just like last year. Which think- is
2: a great news, honestly. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I think that's great news too, because I think it worked out really well last year. And hopefully it can work out it again. It works
2: so smooth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, I don't think a
2: host can never
0: work, but it's just the thing that with how few hosts really make an impression. Because, you know, it's that trend that we have. Like, even with the Golden Globes, you're like, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting Ricky Gervais is here outside of that first monologue he did.
2: You know.
1: Well, he, he made it a point to not be there, though, so <laughs> he was just like, I want out, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make my monologue, leave, I'm out. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and that, that happens with every show, you get the monologue, you get what seems like a front-loading of jokes, then after a while it's just all catch-up time until they have to say goodbye, and then you're like, oh, I forgot James Franco and Anne Hathaway were even fucking on here. Uh,
0: well, James Franco forgot
2: too. apparently.
0: <laughs> Were they hosts oh, yeah. one year? Yeah, that was...
1: The well, oh, that's how yeah. much impression they made on me then. <laughs>
2: yeah, 2010. It one, was one of it uh, weird. W- that was for, what was it, the 2008 Oscars? No, that was 2010, 2010 when Inception was up. Yeah. It was 2010? Yeah. Wow. I, I just remember my biggest reaction was, well, Anne Hathaway was really funny in Get Smart, <laughs> and James Franco was really funny in Pineapple Express... Maybe if we put this chocolate with this peanut butter and then it turned out to just be fucking toothpaste and orange juice. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. So,
0: yeah, I don't think it's a big loss at all to have no host this year. I think (laughs) I keep seeing people talk about this and I kind of agree. It's just like, you know what? Do what you do with stuff like, say, the Game Awards where you have the Muppets show up. Just random stuff happened in the year. People would, I think people wouldn't mind. They should just have the Muppets
1: host. That'd be amazing.
2: (laughs) Oh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I have been I've been championing for that either. Uh, uh, every year. <laughs> I I shared that post last year about that and
0: I think everyone should post it, uh, post it again. It's like cuz also here's one thing with that too is that maybe they'll announce it tomorrow or something like that, but they haven't announced who's going to actually debut the nominations this year, you know? Like it's literally coming Monday and you're like, "Wait, so who's actually presenting the awards?" Should Nobody. We, so should we far.
1: make predictions of who's going to present?
0: <laughs> who's the flavor of the month for comedians <laughs> or something like that?
1: Uh, Ricky no. Gervais.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, John uh, Mulaney.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, you know John
0: Mulaney. I, I'm sure he would do it. <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here's the nominees for best cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. No, brother. Um, but yeah. So moving on from there, we also have the winners from the Austin Film Critics. And uh, Ooh, so yeah, Austin. Nathan, you're not uh, obviously. You only just moved to Austin. You're not part of this kind of thing.
2: Uh, I I'm not. I've actually debated uh, getting involved, but you know I'm literally just a small fish in a in a big sea. But fuck, the winners look pretty damn good. Yeah, because uh, the winner for
0: film director and for original screenplay was Parasite. Yes, Hell so happy yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm not shocked because Parasite, like you know, everyone I talked to in Austin
2: from our groups and stuff, they all
0: loved Parasite. Parasite
2: has not stopped playing. Joker didn't stop playing for a while, but then Joker, like, disappeared from theaters afterwards, and it's been Parasite, Parasite, Parasite. There are people who will come in... Since I work right across from a draft house, there are people who come to my restaurant, it'll be people I'd never expect to see Parasite, and they're like, we just saw Parasite, and it was amazing. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I, I have, like, some family members, I was like, I was surprised when they mentioned they'd seen Parasite. I'm like, you did? And they enjoyed it? Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, to be honest, either. We saw... Like three movies that same day, we saw Parasite, we saw Lighthouse, Ninja Rabbit, Rabbit, and yeah. Parasite, and Parasite was hands down my favorite of the three, even though all three that's, are amazing.
2: That's a fucking amazing day of uh, of film watching right there. Oh. oh, yeah. No, we
0: we specifically went out our way to, um, where was it at? It we traveled
1: to Nashville, Nashville to the, yeah. the um, Opry Mall um, where they have the theater there.
0: Yeah, so we just parked ourselves there all day to watch all three of those films. It was totally worth
1: it. It was a great day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, the other big winners here were uh, Lupita Nyong'o for Us for Best Actress. Oh, which, sweet.
1: Yeah. I
2: haven't, haven't seen, yeah. like,
1: any buzz around Us. It feels like it got swept under the rug. Well,
2: she got a, a it Screen It came Actors out way, way too early. Yeah. yeah. No, and honestly, if you're looking for a thriller that has uh, displays of class trouble, it's like, well, Parasite wins that. Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: and then Best Supporting Actress went to Hustlers for Jennifer Lopez, which interesting story about oh, that, apparently God's gotcha, uh, fantastic. Story? Oh, I was just saying, Sorry, like, have you heard about the story have you heard about the story surrounding the um the actual stripper who Jennifer Lopez is playing in the movie? No, I did not. Apparently, she's trying to sue the company for like $40 million over
2: misrepresenting her in the film. Eh. (laughs) That's crazy because she, as much (laughs) as she plays a piece of shit human being, she plays a very charismatic piece of shit human being who you totally understand. Like, it's like Jimmy Conway in uh, Goodfellas. In Goodfellas, where you're like. Yeah, he he's a bad person, but you can totally see why everybody around him likes him and you can tell why it's so infectious. Jennifer Lopez, I think, is actually the best supporting actress performance I've seen all year.
0: It's a pretty tight race between her and Laura Dern, in my opinion. But uh oh, but yeah, yeah, apparently the real person is just like, yeah, there's like one scene where they show me like cooking drugs
2: and that kind of stuff with a child in the house and I would never Oh do that. my god, that just scene the is one fucking scene. hilarious. That <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah, but scene apparently is she didn't absolutely find it funny. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure she didn't. God, uh, <laughs> you guys uh, finish it. Watch Hustlers. Okay, we will. <laughs> we, we, we will. We um, will. Best supporting actor went to Brad Pitt for Once Upon a
3: Time
0: in Hollywood because he's great. In that I movie. think he's going to win it. I think so too. Uh, and then I best think at a- this point, oh, Irishmen split the vote. Yeah, but then also best actor went to
2: Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems.
1: <laughs> so,
2: oh yeah, well. He, he's fantastic. I wouldn't say he is the best acting performance of the year, because, I mean, as far as best actor, it's such a tight race. And with Adam Sandler, he is fantastic in the movie. He plays a very one-note character throughout the entire movie, who doesn't really show a lot of depth, and that that's completely perfect for the character that he plays, but I, I don't bring it to a point where I'm like oh my god, nobody but Adam Sandler could play this role. He's amazing. But if Adam Sandler is to win Best Actor for any of his performances, it's definitely gotta be Uncut Gems.
1: Yeah, nice. we're planning on seeing that one probably... Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow yeah.
2: Yeah, we're gonna catch it. Just up. hope you guys don't have a migraine or don't have any heart issues because I nearly had a heart attack by the end of it. Uh-oh. Oh, too late. I got a
1: pacemaker. I'm gonna die tomorrow. So it's okay. Oh, you might honestly <laughs> chill yourself
2: out towards the ending of it. It's anxiety ridden yeah
1: no so it's actually okay don't worry everybody i'm fine pacemaker keeps me alive it's
3: fine
2: <laughs> if you don't well, hear back from her we, we will uh we'll know how good <laughs> uncut gems really is then i can tell you that adam Sandler, and the safety brothers killed
0: my wife so.
4: <laughs> oh no
0: um but also the movie won for best editing which i was uh, you know based on what i saw from good time which i also really liked uh i'm sure it's probably really good
2: editing for that movie. oh it, yeah it's fantastically edited
0: Yeah, uh, adapted screenplay went to Little Women.
1: I like Little Women. It's so cute. It's so sweet. Little Women
2: was such a great fucking movie. I think the thing that really, uh, really got me was the way how they reorganized the story.
0: Yeah, I actually really liked that change, because it made it where the stories were paralleled thematically with certain events happening alongside each other.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. I know some people didn't enjoy it as much. My
0: sister. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but, like, for me, I really enjoyed it, because I, especially somebody who actually hasn't read the book, I feel like just seeing it thematically, it's like, you don't just start off with, like, the, the characters as kids, and you're just like, oh, man, Amy's so annoying, or all the, you know, or, you know, just them being kids. You can actually see that, like... You see Amy as the kid being kind of, you know, obnoxious and bratty, need to see her as the adult, and she's like, oh, no, she's actually, like, become a mature adult and a great developed character. It's actually really cool to see that. Yeah,
0: and then there's a bunch of other scattered winners, but the other multiple winner here was 1917 for Cinematography and Score. Oh, yeah. Which we'll find out, but I'm pretty sure it deserves it. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Thomas Newman is one of those great composers that nobody has awarded yet, you know, because he did a uh, Finding has Nemo. Has he never gotten an award? He has not. He was nominated for Road to Perdition. He was nominated for American Beauty, uh, Skyfall,
2: Finding Nemo, Wally. He has never won for any of those films. Wow. Uh, well, American Beauty is, God, such an amazing score by him. I oh, will yeah. say Thomas Newman occasionally has the uh, Danny Elfman situation where i can almost always tell when i'm listening to a thomas newman score oh yeah (laughs) yeah not in a not in an absolutely bad way but sometimes it really like i can see why it has taken him that long to win best score but it is a weird thing where like he, he has a very
0: eight tonal instruments he likes to choose like lots of chimes lots of like you know, wind instrument stuff, like where you hear it, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a Thomas Newman
2: uh, song. Oh, yeah. I was watching uh, Scent of a Woman, and I just jokingly said, score by Thomas Newman, and then score by Thomas Newman. Came <laughs> I was like, all right, yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they put out their top 10 list. I mean, the top 10, of course, for um, the year at least, it's uh, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Uncut Gems, Marriage Story, Irishman, The Farewell, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire
1: pretty solid list, I'd say. It's really good. Solid
0: list. Missing uh, missing some hustlers, but that, that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but then they also put out their best of the decade list, and uh, yeah. Mad Max was the n- number one film by a
2: landslide.
1: Yeah, I love Mad Max. I saw that in theaters, and yes, it was so worth it.
2: Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road is probably going to be the, the movie that maintains the biggest splash of pop culture references. Like out of this decade, like, between that and Inception, as far as what has just changed the landscape as far as our reference point of, like, what a day! What a lovely day! Or, I live, <laughs> I die, I live again! Witness so me! Many- yeah, it's so quotable. And then you got Inception, which gave us the
1: <laughs> And the rotating hallway. I love the rotating hallway. Just like, Oh, there. yeah,
2: it's one of the greatest set pieces, like, in a whole long time. Yeah, uh,
0: but it's weird, though, because I mean, most of the list is pretty predictable, because you know, like, it's Moonlight, Social Network,
2: Get Out, Arrival, Ooh. The Handmaiden, which I know is hugely popular with the Austin community. I still have not seen The Handmaiden, and I have no earthly idea why that has slipped by me, and I'm trying to do my best of the decade. Ugh. That's one of those ones where like I've been
0: tempted to want to see it, but I know some friends of mine who hated it, so it's been one of those, like... I don't, I don't know if I trust
2: them, but yeah. Because also yeah, it's a very... Yeah, with divisive sp- movies, it, it eventually cancels it out for me. <laughs> yeah. But, then, uh, but there are then so many divisive movies that I've ended up just, like, loving more than anything.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I've had some back and forth on those ones. But then there's also Parasite. Yep. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Boyhood. And then the one that kind of threw me
2: off, Phantom Thread, was their 10, <laughs> ten most uh, influential <laughs> of the decade. All right. Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood actually shocks me to be on there. Yeah, I mean, I well,
0: I have to assume if Johnny Neal was voting that I'm sure that's definitely why he got on the list, because he oh, yeah love he, that movie.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: but he just recently saw it, I will say. I know, I'm just being facetious, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is weird. It's like, yeah, Once Upon a Time
0: is too recent to really make a huge impact, and Phantom Thread, I'm amazed enough people were awake enough to watch that
2: movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, li- I like Phantom Thread. Uh, I don't even think it's my favorite PTA of the decade. It's I think <laughs> as much as I love PTA's work this decade, I think he hasn't really made anything that comes up to snuff with, say, like the stuff from the past two decades like there will be blood or Boney oh Nights. yeah
0: there will be blood is my favorite pta
2: film personally but uh I would <laughs> oh yeah say the master is probably my favorite of the films he did this decade oh. that's one i need to revisit they're playing it at the alamo in 70 millimeter and i definitely want to go check it out so yeah then uh moving on from there now that we talked
0: a lot about austin i mean you austin you've been talked about enough we, we got to talk about the visual effect nominees this year <laughs> never enough <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so the visual effects society put out their nominees this year and they have a they have a very eclectic way they nominate like a lot of these guilds where it's all like you know best supporting visual effects in a photoreal feature and best visual effects in a photoreal feature and all these kind
2: of nitpicky things is al pacino nominated for uh, best supporting visual effect
0: <laughs> it, you know what actually yes irishman is up for best supporting visual effects <laughs> oh that's gonna piss off doggett oh doggett will definitely be pissed off Doggett will definitely be pissed Dogget off. <laughs>
3: <It's a
4: laughs> son of a bitch! Where did you come from? <laughs> I was actually here on the second, want to t- but I wanted to wait on the third one.
0: <laughs> Do- Doggett, uh, yeah, Nathan, I didn't want to tell you Doggett was waiting in the wings. We just had to wait for
2: his cue. Uh, Doggett will
0: definitely show up. You know where Dogget I am, Nathan. Breathing down
2: life. your neck. Yeah, dude, you were trying to steal my bike the other day. <laughs> Little little inside baseball from fucking oneofus.net. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, people will not get the full context of that joke. Don't worry, you don't. You don't <laughs> Nor will you ever get the full context of that joke. I just want Doggett to know that he's a piece of shit.
3: What? <laughs> what did I do? If I
2: say it, if I say your name two more times, will you disappear?
4: <laughs> I mean, if you had a restraining order, maybe. I
2: need way too many of those these days. Yeah, maybe we maybe oh. we say his name backwards, he might disappear. Teg <laughs> Tog? Tegtog? Tog? Teg-tog. <laughs> Teg-tog.
4: Nah, no getting rid of me, I'm like herpes. Te- no, no, te te-gog. Yeah, they there. I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Anyways, too much talk about dog and not enough talk about visual effects, cause <laughs> um, Yeah, so the outstanding visual effect nominees were Alita Battle Angel, Avengers Endgame, Gemini Man.
1: Jiminy, man. Okay,
0: oh boy. Um, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker and The Lion King. It uh, should go to Alita. Y- you know, that's the thing. Like, I think Alita might surprise people. Get a you know out of nowhere visual effect nomination. Yeah,
1: I year. think either Alita or Endgame.
0: Uh, Endgame, I'm pretty sure is Locke. I,
1: I,
4: yeah. Well, end so the best affected just- Endgame is Thanos, and the best effect in Alita is every character. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, for as much as I. Uh, I think Alita is, you know, it, it's a really good movie. I actually do like it quite a bit. It's one of the better Robert Rodriguez movies in a long time. The effects, for as much criticism <laughs> as they got in the original trailers, it's one of the few movies that's completely green screen oriented that feels like it has a lived in world.
0: Oh, yeah. no, like
2: Even between the trailers, you could see a notable upgrade from the first trailer and the last trailer. Oh, yeah.
4: And, yeah. and how they made you get used to her eyes
2: eventually. That's that's a pretty good feat. Rise yes. of the Skywalker, I I do not think is going to make it in the finalists.
1: It better not.
2: I mean, it might just because <laughs> it's a Star Wars movie, but it shouldn't because, honestly, the CG is big and
0: lavish, but it's also chaotically noisy and messy it's throughout it. too much, actually, in my opinion. It's like,
1: yeah, it's the problem. It's so chaotic and noisy, and I just, no. Just
0: No. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: J.J. Abrams did a fantastic job of being able to mix practical with CGI in Force Awakens. And once you got to Rise of the Skywalker, it was just like, nah, we're full CGI world now. Well, I mean, and that
0: movie was rushed to completion, so I'm not
2: Oh, wrong. yeah.
4: What do you want to see a documentary about more, Fantastic Four or Rise of Skywalker? Probably Rise of
1: Skywalker just because of the depth.
2: no, no, <laughs> like, no, Fantastic, no, so. no, fantastic, no, four, no. Can fantastic four. Yeah. Phant four stick needs it. <laughs>
4: Why not both? <laughs> oh
2: but, boy! But as we went back at it, the Alita. What's it called?
4: You, ever, you guys ever watch those corridor corridor crew videos? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Collider crew, you mean? Is, was, is it called Collider crew? Or am I thinking of a different one?
0: It's the one where they have the professional visual effect designers talk about effects in movies. And
2: I thought it was Collider. Oh, I think it's it's through Collider, it but it's called Corridor Crew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind well of. it's
4: just when they broke down like all the what all the effects were, is like it's, it's hard not to be a little bit impressed. Oh, especially oh, um what's his, his name? By.
0: Um uh the robot that she fights in the bar,
2: um Ed Screen, Ed Screen's character. Yeah. Yeah. We I just thought you were talking about Rorschach. <laughs> I love the fact that he's a complete stop motion creation? Yeah. Well, even
0: crazier the way they're like, oh yeah, so they shot his face and then replaced it with a CG thing and then re-put his face onto the CG model with it. You're just like... That's awesome. What what an intense piece of work this is.
4: All these CG characters are breathing.
0: Oh yeah. No, they they actually feel like real people. But um, I also want to say the best supporting visual effect nominees here were 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, which... The effects there are seamless. You couldn't really tell what was CG in that movie.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't oh, point yeah. out
0: what it was. Um, Then Joker, Aeronauts, and the Irish. Okay. As far as mm-hmm. Joker? I mean, Joker, I have to say that when I saw what was CG in the movie and some of those behind the scene featurettes, I'm like, oh, I never would have guessed that was CG. Yeah,
1: it's
4: pretty Is it like a too. Wiffle Wall Street thing where it's like, it's like a door and everything around the door is the CG part? Uh, kind of. Like A lot of the cityscape shots are almost all CG, so...
0: That's fair. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, there's a lot of the... Because uh, from what I can understand with the CG and that stuff, is a lot of it is because of limitations, not just in their budget, but because New York and some of the cities they shot in won't let them shoot inside subways and other things due to certain laws. So they had to recreate a bunch of stuff with a bunch of pieces assembled together, like putting graffiti on subway cars because they won't let you do that anymore, even for fake movies and stuff. Um, projecting the outside of the subway, where it's like, yeah, that's not a moving train, it's a simulated movement and all that is projected stuff in the background behind it,
4: you know? It's pretty cool. Like that scene where Joaquin Phoenix is dancing on the stairs, that's all stop motion.
1: <laughs> Impressive. I would
2: be amazed if that was true. <laughs> Did you guys know that, uh, oh, what's his name? Shea Wiggum is actually a creation from uh, Henson Studios.
0: <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> that dude does not look like anyone else I've ever seen before. Maybe he is a Muppet, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so moving on from there, let's talk about the Writers Guild nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is interesting because just right off the bat to tell you that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not eligible in this category because Tarantino has never joined the Writers Guild.
1: Uh.
4: Technicalities! Technicalities on all you! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and
0: he made a big point about that. Just like, yeah, I don't want to join it because I just, I don't think he likes unions very much, so. The nominees for original screenplay here are 1917, Booksmart, Knives Out... Marriage Story and Parasite. Ooh. It's pretty. Solid. Oh, go yeah.
4: ahead and give it to Booksmart already,
0: or not? <laughs>
1: uh, I would say Parasite, just because Parasite should win all the awards. <laughs> That's just how I feel. But I love it.
0: Yeah. Now I would say it's going to be between Marriage Story or Parasite because I think those are two of the strongest written movies that this year.
2: Uh,
3: I think Knives Out,
2: Knives Out is among them, but I think Parasite definitely has this by fucking storm. That's such a well-oiled screenplay. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it depends on how the critics vote versus how the guilds and the Oscars vote.
0: Cause like you know the critics are in love with Parasite, but so far Parasite hasn't really completely cracked through with the guilds. You know, cause uh, 1917 swooped in for Best Picture Director, so hmm. uh, at the Golden Globes.
1: Love to see them. Yeah,
0: but then uh, also for adapted screenplay, we had A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Little Women. And I'm pretty sure those are the five that are going to be nominated at the
2: Oscars. Ooh. Yeah. I, mm. I honestly, as much as I did like Joker, I think the screenplay is one of the weakest aspects of the film. Is it yeah. really an adaption of something?
4: Well, uh, Because it's,
0: it's, if you're using characters from a source, uh, pre-existing source material, then it is an adapted screenplay.
4: Yeah, it says, well, yeah, at that screenplay. point, nominate Endgame.
0: I mean, technically it is an adapted screenplay. So Yeah, yeah it's,
1: it's based on the characters from DC Comics, so... That's their excuse for it.
0: Yeah, because it is technically a pre-existing creation from somebody else. It's not the actual script, but it is the characters and the way they're written kind of thing. I guess. Yeah. No, and that's not the first time they've done that kind of stuff, too, and other things. I mean, even Dark Knight is certainly an adapted screenplay in that case. Uh, But yeah, I think of these ones, it's hard to say, because on the one hand, I would say the Irishman would probably be the winner. But on the other hand, Jojo Rabbit and Little Women are getting a lot of last-minute push from people. Yeah, those, are, those yeah. are
2: my three that I think are going to definitely be the big contenders. Because Jojo Rabbit would probably be my pick, but The Irishman is a pretty fantastic screenplay, and Little Women is also very fantastic.
4: I, feel like I think The Irishman should be discredited because a perfect adaptation of a book should be two and a half hours long.
2: You know what? How about you go watch Mob Town?
4: It means today. they weren't willing to cut something out, which means they fail as a writer. Nathan, can you unsummon Doggett from the call?
2: <laughs> Doggett, Doggett, Doggett. Wait, wait. Hey, Doggett. the worst part is, I'm not even joking. Doggett. Hey, uh, Mob Town's on. Ooh. <laughs> and he has gone.
1: <laughs> I think for me, I'd probably pick Little Women. Just personally, I just thought it was really sweet. And though, I mean... I haven't actually read the book, so maybe I could be totally wrong, but I enjoyed it. So
4: Yeah, yeah, I know. Really I'm going to give it to a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood.
1: That I mean, was also really sweet, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't wowed by Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but I did
2: like that movie quite a bit. Such a heartwarming movie That's the only one film. I have not seen. It's such Nathan. a sweet film. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Also, but, where, when did you come back? <laughs>
3: It's Palpatine. <laughs> it's Palpatine. He's
0: back because of reasons. <laughs> but anyways, um, we also got the Directors Guild nominees, and this is quite a list. I'm, I'm just curious to see if this is actually going to be the final five or not because the nominees are Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. I mean, yes. obviously,
3: yep.
0: Sam Mendes for 1917. By all obviously. accounts, everyone says he's a lock, kind of thing.
3: Yep.
0: Uh, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, legacy pick, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood maybe yep. uh, it, it seems likely again legacy kind of pick kind of thing and then Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit is the yes. one that shocked me
3: yes I'm
4: gonna have to say 1917 I haven't even watched the movie yet but I, I've heard about how it's directed
2: Oh, yeah, is definitely probably going to be the one to get it. Uh Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit actually really doesn't shock me, considering that he's been on a roll as of lately, and this is easily, in my opinion, his best film. Yeah, that's a pretty tall order. I mean, because he's been directing so much this year,
0: like, uh, what, episodes of Mandalorian, what we do in the shadows, Jojo Rabbit, acting in a bunch of stuff
2: lately, too. He's He and John Favreau, like, just trying to do it all. Hey, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> That's very true. That is- target, do you love what you do? No. No. Would-
3: no. <laughs> <Aww. Aww. laughs>
0: yeah, so I, I I do think it's going to be between Bong Joon-ho and Sam Mendes, but...
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably between those two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also interesting, I just wanted to point out here, is the first-time feature director nominees. And... Three of them are women, which is kind of awesome. Ooh.
1: Well, Honey Boy, it looks like, is on the list there. Yeah, so it's
0: uh, Alma Harrell for Honey Boy, Maddie Diop for Atlantics, uh, Melina Matsukas for Queen and Slim, Tyler Nelson and Michael Schwartz for Peanut Butter Falcon, and then Joe Talbot for The Last Black Man in San Francisco.
3: Hmm.
4: I'm surprised when Queen and Slim gets a lot of
0: awards. I still have not seen that one. That was one where I'm like, I was curious, but not curious enough to run
4: out to the theaters to see it, kind of thing. Yeah, well, when, I, when there wasn't a giant buzz around it, it was, there was something like, mm, this, should, this should be trending, but it isn't.
0: Yeah, that, that's the weird thing. I'm like, I heard about it, everyone was hyped up about the trailers, and then it came and went,
2: really. I think they released those trailers way too early. Because <laughs> I remember being like excited for it before I moved to Austin, and it didn't come until like the end of the year. Yeah.
1: Did it get pushed back, or was it just...
0: I
2: think maybe. I don't know.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, they were hoping for it to get some award potential, and it never really happened. Hmm.
1: So Yeah, I don't know much about it. I haven't really heard anything one way or the other, so... Uh, Honey Look, Boy. we want our
4: black message movies in horror movies now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought Honey Boy was pretty good, though. That's, like, one one of the ones we saw on that list. I like that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, well, it was a solid list there. Now, uh, moving on to here, which is also something that's a big predictor for, you know, most likely the eventual winner for Best Picture, is the Producers Guild nominations. And uh, this is a pretty solid list, like, of all the nominees. Let me see, uh, down here. Okay, here we go. Uh, The Outstanding Producer for The Actual Film, 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Knives Out, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in
2: Hollywood, and Parasite. Good list? I think if anyone's not going to translate fully, and, and I don't mean a slight to the film because I think it's really well made, but it's kind of just typical, is uh, Ford v. Ferrari.
0: That's, um... Hmm. That's one I'm not sure, because it's like, yeah, it's possible by this out, but on the other hand, it's a very classic movie. Like, in terms of, like old school kind of Hollywood, stuff. Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, it might appeal to some I can kind
4: of see what Nathan means, though. It's that thing where it hits that sweet spot of your dad's really going to love this a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that we went and see it. maybe doesn't,
4: doesn't, like, go for everybody.
0: Yeah, no, we went to go see it with my parents uh, over Christmas, and that was our second time seeing it, too. But... I
1: liked it on the second run, yeah, run again as well. Yeah.
2: No, but I it was can't all... believe you guys saw that movie twice. Well, not I mean, Finishing The Farewell...
1: <laughs> we because of had reasons. Time.
4: <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> finish
1: it. Finish it. <laughs> we only had forty-five minutes on our flight. <laughs> I know,
4: Nathan. Did you finish Miss Maisel? You son of a
2: bitch. Finish it. <laughs> 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 well, I worked three Checkmate. jobs. I got. Time oh, oh, for this oh, shit. oh,
4: wait, 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 wait! I found it! I found it! I found the world's smallest violin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aww. Oh my uh, goodness! No kid. Shove it up so, your ass. Donna.
0: The the one I'm I'm a <laughs> oh boy the one I'm a little iffy on whether it's going to make best picture is Knives Out personally where I'm like it's a good movie I really liked it a lot I think though that's going to be one of those wild card movies where it's most likely a best original screenplay nominee but not probably a best picture nominee.
2: Yeah, no, I'd agree. As much as I do think it's it's in my top ten, it's it, on the outskirts.
4: It's another yeah. example of why there should be, like, a Best Ensemble Cast Award.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that would definitely be on there, because they literally just got everybody from Last
4: Jedi and a bunch of other people to show up in that film. <laughs> and the winner is Chris Evans for Knives Out and Endgame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, now,
0: also interesting is that they had their nominees for Animated Picture as well for the Producers Guild, which is Abominable, Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon 3, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4.
4: Whoa 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 where's spies in disguise? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Nowhere. What about Adam's family? (laughs) (laughs) Well, more seriously, where's Klaus? That movie's awesome.
3: Yeah,
1: that's actually true. That was a really good one.
2: Where is I lost my body? Well actually trash. uh, (laughs) Well, both those movies will
0: actually be on a different list that we're about to read. So (laughs) Yeah. But that's the weird thing. Spies in disguise? No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the weird thing I have with animated pictures, is that a lot of U.S. Like, voters and that stuff don't watch a lot of foreign films, or watch a lot of like
2: indie film kind of
0: things. So when I see this list, it's just, oh, it's big budget sequels, and like one or two actual original features. You know?
2: I'm just waiting like, for there to be a huge push where people don't go to go see these animated movies that almost seem rehashed with the same... You know, sort of just bland animation and, you know, pop culture references. I'm waiting to see one, like, really tank to where it's like, hey, we gotta be interesting and make stuff like Spider-Verse, like Rango. Nathan, that happens, like, every month. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's and an
4: animated movie that bobs every one, other every One's other gotta to really
2: do it. Like, there's gotta be a... It's like how the Westerns died. There just needs to be a way to just... Kill it! I don't think that applies anymore. I know. Uh,
4: What's it called? I don't think things die anymore. Zombies (laughs) are still going. Vampires are still going. Superhero movies have taken over the world.
2: Are they? Sorry, nothing dies. Not superhero movies, but vampires. V Wars just came out on Netflix. Okay, but to the three people who watched
4: that. Uh... You think it's going to be three people? You <laughs> yes. think there's only three people watching Vampire Diaries and The Originals?
2: That's the reason it lasted so long. <laughs> Fine, dog it. Fine. Anyway. Hey, hey.
4: Hey, hey.
2: <laughs> well, but one thing that also wanted to point out
0: was there's was a bunch of television nominations to the Producers Guild and among the best drama competition ones was Watchmen. So,
2: that's good to hear. Yay! Just give oh, yeah. it all the awards. Agreed. Watchmen deserves all the awards. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: uh, then, but then last but not least to talk about for this episode is the BAFTAs. Now, this is interesting because a lot of the stuff that gets nominated for BAFTAs more often than not translates to what gets nominated at the Oscars, for, especially for the technical categories. And um, <laughs> All these award shows, it's the only one other one I've heard about. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but uh, the shocking thing is that, I mean, I'm happy and confused by, the one that got the most nominations at the BAFTAs was Joker.
4: Mm. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty cool movie. It's I cool. mean, it
0: is, but but seriously, it beat out, because uh, Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got 10, but Joker got 11 nominations. Wow. So Joker was one... shorter. <laughs> if Irishman was an hour shorter, it would have gotten two more nominations.
4: Yes, if your movie is shorter, more people will watch it.
0: Uh <laughs> oh, dog it. Hey, Lawrence of Arabia and a bunch of other long movies have been nominated for many, many awards. Just saying.
4: How many years before Cell phones came out, did that movie come out?
0: Which one? How, Lawrence of Arabia. Well, I'm just saying, like, that one, but then also Lord of the Rings. That th- The third movie was three hours, 20 minutes, and that won a bunch of Oscars.
4: Oh, yeah. So only six years before Smartphones came out. How did The Hobbit do? Ugh. <sighs>
0: Well, Lord Thank of the Rings you, is amazing.
1: Dallas. Also, I got the extended edition now. I'm gonna sit down and watch all like
2: Merry eight Christmas, hours. Honey. Yes, <laughs> I'm so oh, excited. So yes. The Blu-ray is fantastic. Also, dog it. Do not bring up the Hobbit. I'm just <laughs> gonna say,
4: like, don't don't most of these like
2: people like they get screeners, right? Bring up Wolf of Wall Street. Bring up Silence. Sorry. Like uh, even The
4: Irishman. I'm gonna bet you half those people watching that like fast forward a few parts. I
2: mean,
0: uh, Irishman still made it to again ten nominations, including Best Picture. So. We
4: stayed up hey, to like the two,
1: the, three sorry, in the morning. Oh, sorry, uh, we stayed up to like three in the morning watching it. <laughs> we didn't pause or anything really. Learned a couple times, and we didn't skip forward or anything. So I don't know. That was good. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the beautiful thing that happens when like two movie lovers get together. That's exactly why I married her. I mean, that's
1: how we kind of met. Like, if people don't already know, like we. Met on a dating app, and I had on my profile I like David Lynch, and he's like David Lynch. Oh. <laughs> Not many people know. Like, David <laughs> I <Lynch."> love
0: you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh boy. Uh. But uh, uh, that's how me and Nathan met. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, but also
0: I'm just gonna go through a few of these categories because I wanted to talk about them because again, these might actually translate to the real thing because you have got best visual effects, which is 1917, Avengers: Endgame, The Irishman, Lion King, and Star Wars. Which, again, those could be the final five if
2: Alita doesn't get in.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
2: We will see. Well, Alita's going to well, take the Oscars by storm. What if it gets nominated for Best Picture? What would you guys literally do? Alita? Yeah. Or laugh really hard? I don't I know. guess I'd be surprised.
4: Yeah, I'd be like, that's impressive. That's a win for Latinos. It's the, I, I will be as happy as when Roma got nominated. I mean, Roma was a guarantee to get nominated.
1: Yeah, though, Roma so. was pretty great.
4: Yeah, but it, um, it just needs a few awards. I just wanted to get recognized for something. Yeah.
0: But then also for Best Sound, we had 1917, Joker, Le Mans 66, which is the international title for Ford v. Ferrari, because it was called something different there, uh, Rocket Man, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Not Star Wars. <laughs> no! <laughs> I know. What are, the, all... what are the chances for Rocket Man? Uh, possible. Like, I, I'm pushing it for Best Sound, because it's a really well-mixed movie in terms of audio. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I like, mean, how's the editing? Uh, the editing is good Solid. too, but yeah. I, I mean, I think editing is a pretty tight lock when I mention the nominees up for that one. But you know, even Joker getting as many tech nominations, I just bought it on uh 4K just recently, and it is a really well produced movie when you look at everything in it. So
4: when you go when you went to buy it, did they pat you down first?
0: <laughs> well, I am a young white man, so oh
4: no, <laughs> Oh, Justin, you you picked the wrong day to wear your trench coat.
0: <laughs> I, I do own guns back in Idaho, but I don't have them here. So, <laughs> I mean, no kidding. I actually did get a forty-five for Christmas. So, oh, damn. That,
4: that is the most northern thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> I, I only use it in indoor target ranges, and I don't use it anywhere else. So,
4: we had fun in Idaho. Woo, woo, the
3: West.
0: Check out my Facebook feed to watch me fire a forty-five, people. <laughs> um. But also we have best makeup, which is 1917, Bombshell, Joker,
4: Judy, and Rocket Man. Uh, bombshell. I mean, bombshell yeah. had some pretty great makeup. So, did you actually see that one, yet? I'm just looking at the the trailers for it and how they transformed Charlize Theron. You just in those trailers, like, does does the makeup look worse in the actual movie?
0: Oh no, no, no! I'm just saying that I don't know anybody else other than the few people Nathan's talked to at his restaurant who have actually seen this movie. <laughs>
2: I was literally just about to bring that up, but yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you remember that. I was like, well, according to the customers at Madame M's Thai Cuisine, located in Austin, Texas, uh, (laughs) apparently the makeup's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's about it. (laughs) No, but um, yeah, I mean, the other ones, I would have to say it's probably going to be Bombshell, Joker, and then it's going to be between Ju- uh, Judy or Rocketman for the Oscar, I think.
1: Man, I really don't know in that category. I mean, I haven't seen. I mean, we haven't seen, like, most of those, so I don't know. I like Rocketman.
4: I, like I feel like there's a good chance Endgame is getting an Oscar. I mean,
0: Endgame might get for visual effects, but I can't see it getting anything else, really. I mean. Well, it's because
4: Return of, the King, Return of the King got the Oscar. It yeah, could yeah, steal but steal
2: a uh, score. I don't think it would deserve it, but it could steal it. Well, I mean, the that would be the only Robert time to it for that he
4: could get best actor. <laughs> he could. No, screw you. That that was if a poor I were
2: performance. To, if I were to pick best musical like just soundtrack listing of the year, fucking portals from Endgame is going to stay with everybody as a cinematic moment to remember. I would prefer if they nominated Endgame over Star Wars because I thought the Star yeah. Wars score was really weak
0: than this movie.
2: Uh yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I actually I didn't mind the Star Wars score as much, but in comparison to Endgame, Endgame was playful with its score. It used. A it was lot seen
4: of... by everybody in the world twice. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. Much.
2: I saw it four times. Ooh. Oh wow!
4: Like Titanic wasn't the best movie of the year when it came out, but it sure did sweep.
2: What, I what mean... killed me was. When, you ever get to that point where you're watching a movie for the fourth time, and it's a really long movie, and some kid won't shut the fuck up in the back row, and you want to be like, hey, you're ruining it! But you're like, oh, I've already seen this. I didn't have that for a long movie, but I kind of had that when I went to go see Napoleon Dynamite for
0: the third time in a theater. Because, I mean, again, I was a kid who was in that right age group to like that movie. but it's like they're... bully
2: porn. A what? Uh, it's just Napoleon Dynamite. It's just, hey, watch a pathetic person be pathetic. Oh, wow. I actually have met the Are we the, talking uh, about Toll
4: Polly and Dollar minute, Or I lost my body
2: Man <laughs> true uh, Yeah but anyways uh, moving Leave, off from, leave my we
4: life are. target <laughs>
0: <laughs> We also have Costume design Which is Irishman Jojo Rabbit Judy Little Woman And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood
1: I feel like I would pick Jojo Rabbit
0: I, I, would, would, I don't know I don't know I, Where's Rocket Man on that list Yeah if exactly the, If the category yeah. was
4: Best suits I would give it to the Irishman all right those are costumes Did you guys
2: know that the person who did the costume uh design for dolomite is my name did black panther
1: yeah
0: also where's
2: dolomite yeah i kind of feel like this
1: is a bit of a i'll be honest i think it's a bit of a boring list i'm a little surprised like i mean little woman no offense to period dramas even though i love period drama costumes i i thought it was fine
0: Well, but, I mean, Jacqueline Duran, the costume designer for that, she's been nominated, and I think, one in this category before. So she's kind of a, you know, favorite among these groups. All
1: right. And then Judy, I don't really know.
0: I doubt Judy will get in for the Oscar. I, and then I can't the see
1: Irishman. That. Yeah, as you mentioned, suits. Suits. Glore. Well, also
0: that one's Sandy Powell, who is like one of the veteran costume designers in Hollywood. So
1: basically so. you're just telling me that they're picking like people they like.
0: That happens more often than you think, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> no! What are you talking
2: about? The tourist got nominated for every award in the Golden Globes on its own merit. <laughs> oh, I can't ah.
1: believe that's real. Oh, it hurts my soul. Again,
2: the best thing about that movie is the director's name.
3: <laughs>
0: uh. Yeah, anyways. Uh, also, we got production design, which is 1917, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
4: Ooh. Yeah. I missed not this to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't care what any haters say. Hey, yeah, the set no, I agree. In that movie is great.
1: Yeah. So. I want to say it's between Once Upon a Time and maybe 1917, honestly.
4: I could sit in the car with Brad Pitt for hours. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I agree. Yeah, that was pretty good stuff. I mean, in... Jojo and Joker both have really good production work oh, too, absolutely. so I could see. Oh yeah, I could, I could see most, if not all, of these being up for the actual o- Oscar uh, nomination. I
4: don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys, Live the conversation here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're we're not giving you anything.
4: I- I'm not trying to take over the entire mic now.
0: I know, I know. Uh, but here, this is where we can talk about editing now, because we mentioned it earlier. We have The Irishman,
2: which, I mean, that's some amazing editing work she did, uh film like so. Oh, yeah, I think that deserves it, hands down. It was, I- that movie clips <laughs> by. Fuck you, dog it That movie clips <laughs> by so fast, it doesn't feel like three and a half hours. Fuck you, Doggett. And I think, uh, <laughs> I I think The Irishman is a, a fantastic film that has some of the best editing I've seen all year. Dog it, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> and... Yeah. That, yeah, that's all I have to say on the subject. Well, so what were the other nominations? Well, they are
0: Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Ford v. Ferrari, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Irishman
2: wins.
4: Ah, uh, man, Once Upon a Time For me, I know, for not for you guys, no, but for me, if I, that movie just really just, like, peacefully zoomed by me.
0: I I don't I mean, know. I thought I had some issues with the editing there, where, on the other hand, Ford v. Ferrari, I think,
2: had a fantastic editing. Oh, years. yeah, yeah Ford v. Ferrari really has... Some fantastic editing, but this this has got to go to Thelma Schumacher. Yeah, she's definitely more on the beat for this one.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, now, then there's cinematography, which I'm super excited for, because it's uh, 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Ford v. Ferrari, and The Lighthouse. Woo! Ooh, Ooh, finally, finally! Something for The
1: Lighthouse. I feel like that kind of... There's been another one swept under the rug a little bit.
0: Most of these Academy voters don't like horror, usually, so... I w- Holy shit, my
4: mustache g- just curled upward. I'm gonna give will- it to the Lighthouse.
2: I would get yeah. rid of Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood to give Willem Dafoe the nomination that he's due for that movie.
0: I can only hope. No. <laughs> yeah, but hey, if, if the Lighthouse only gets a cinematography nomination at the Oscars, I would be happy. Just I
1: know. So. <laughs> it deserves more, though, in my opinion. It really does. Yeah, but I oh, think yeah. the major
0: contenders here are going to be uh, Joker in 1917, but <laughs> probably 1917.
1: I, yeah, I expect it to be 1917, honestly, but... Oh, I'd love it to be Lighthouse, though. That's a personal pick, though. Or Joker. They're pretty good. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, anyways, let's see. There's also Original Score, which... You know, I love this original score, and yes, people, for those listening... We are planning to get Lorenzo back like we did last year to talk about all the nominated scores and songs when the Oscar nominations come out. So, that's going to be fun. Uh, but the original score was 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Woo.
4: Little Women, and Star Wars.
1: No. <laughs> I've
4: only seen one of these movies, and I don't think the score was the best part of the movie. Oh, uh, which one? Joker. Actually, that's one of my favorite scores of love the year. Yeah. I hope
1: that one wins, personally.
4: And not only really that,
0: but Hildur uh. won a... Uh, Hilda Guanadotir, the composer, has been winning this award all across the board because uh, she won the Golden Globe, she won a couple other uh, music society wins, and then just, I think, today, she won for best original score in a film uh, from the Society of Composers and Lyricists. So, I mean, it's a woo! truly unique score. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: Guanadotir, she just has a distinct sound, her music, too, which I really love. It's also it's nice got- to see a... Oh. A dirty industrial vibe, while yeah. also being so beautiful and haunting and always unsettling. I don't know. It's just I. It's a weirdly balanced score. I've said it before, but yeah, yeah. It's
1: also really cool to see a you know woman composer actually being nominated.
2: I think that's oh, also part of it too. Is that
0: she's the only like. Doc- I mean, if she wins, she'd be like one of the few to win ever for the Oscar.
1: Yeah, so. and it'd be awesome. I'm like, yes, you
4: know. So. Yeah. Or Danny Elfman's dead
1: body. <laughs> what? What? What, Why Danny
4: Elfman? I was trying to think of a composer, but I don't know that much about this shit. Yeah. So, does Danny Elfman
0: have a thing against female composers that I don't know about? How old is he? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what? Well, let's move on to adapted screenplay, which is Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and the Two Popes. Which is interesting because it's classified as original for the Oscars because. Oh yeah, so there's a weird thing where the play that it's based on, I don't know if it was actually ever produced. So technically, because it wasn't actually made, it doesn't count. It's a weird category for. So one thing.
1: of those. Uh, I guess it's decided on is you know, hosting. I guess I don't know. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Does. But to be fair, Two Popes is a great freaking script. So I hope it gets. Right oh yeah, somewhere. for I liked sure. I like that
4: a lot. I liked it. No, no, you gotta follow the rules. If it's not adapted of anything, kick it out! <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it might hurt it, because, I mean, uh, for original screenplay, we have Booksmart, Knives Out, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So, Parasite. if Two Popes is going to actually go for the original, one of those movies is going to have to go, and I know it's going to piss off a bunch of people any film that gets cut from that list.
4: I really do think Knives Out's going to get best screenplay. I don't know why. I think
2: I that, think it's definitely a good contender. Yeah, I think still though it's probably going to be
0: Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, or Parasite because people love Tarantino movies too. So
4: I think Marriage Story has like some good speeches in it, but you know,
2: no, I don't good. know because I think it's all great. But <laughs> uh, I no no I I I don't know if this is what you're trying to say, Doggett, because you don't make sense most times. Uh, but <laughs> Marriage Story. The, I loved Marriage Story, but I think there are some moments where they say things to each other that just don't come off genuine. Not in the same way of like, hey, I said something too far, to where it's like, I don't mean it, but I just said that to hurt you. Like, going just f- way too far.
4: I think the I, dialogue would be kind of bland if it wasn't for the actors who like really add something to it. Yeah, I, I don't, couldn't no, imagine... From what Anybody? I know about
0: divorces, I've I've heard people say those kind of things to each other that are just too far. <laughs> so. I
4: thought you were about to say, from what I know from my last divorce. No,
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, uh, having my parents almost divorce at one point, I th- they say those things. So people
3: can.
2: I don't know. I always felt like, uh, like say, like before midnight has a more realistic take on going oh. too far with what you say. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. When
4: my parents would argue, they would say some, like, fascinating stuff. Way more than marriage. <laughs> Colorful.
0: Story. Original. Never heard Things of...
4: that would shock your world.
0: <laughs> I didn't know those kind of words could be strung together in a sentence.
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like the first swear words I ever heard were my parents arguing, so. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, what were the first
4: words? You take her. Now I'll take her. Now you'll take him. Rabbit season. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Wow.
0: What? Uh, uh, any other point before we move on, Nathan? <laughs>
3: Uh, Uh, If you don't don't want to hear (laughs) about
2: your parents, Uh, look for somebody who will pay hourly for that. Anyways.
0: (laughs) Anyways, uh, Best Director is 1917 for Sam Mendes, Irishman for Martin Scorsese, Joker for Todd Phillips, wow, Uh, Watch About a Time in Hollywood for Quentin Tarantino, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite.
3: Hmm.
4: You know what? Let's throw let, let let's throw uh, uh, the dark horse into this. I'm gonna give the Todd Phillips. You know the weird thing is, you may not be
0: wrong because everybody
4: thinking... hates him for his comments. I'm aware, but let's just concentrate no, on I, what I'm he saying, actually though, did in the movie.
0: European critics love Joker. Like that seems to be a thing that a lot of the foreign
2: critics are really big fans of this movie.
4: Because everybody else had a successful revolution.
2: <laughs> I know. Uh, I know this isn't like the popular choice for, like, every one of these awards, but I'm really sad that I haven't seen Lorraine Scafaria get any notice for Hustlers, as far as Best directing. It's too
0: tight a competition this year for her, I, I know,
2: it's too tight of a competition, It's it just bums me out.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, again, like we said, for the Director's Guild, I mean, three of those are definitely for Locke, with uh, Mendes, Scorsese, and Jun-Ho, so...
4: When everybody was, like, pipping out Hustlers, like, oh, this is going to sweep the Oscars, I was just thinking to myself, okay, let's let's calm down, everybody. Let's just calm <laughs> down for a second. Yeah,
0: I never felt that outside of Jennifer Lopez that was going to make any major impact, but...
1: Like, had it been another year, it might have, but not this you year. You guys need
0: to watch Now,
4: maybe it. that, sh- that should have been adapted screenplay. Who knows?
0: Anyways, uh, we also <laughs> got, for Best Animated Film, we have Frozen 2 klaus yeah Yay. yes uh sean the sheep movie farmageddon which hasn't come out in what? america yet what yeah no sean <laughs> the, the, first one. Shaun the sheep the one. movie is the greatest oh that first one's great but yeah the second one hasn't come out yet in america so oh
1: wow i want to see it now farmageddon that's that sounds awesome
0: <laughs> and then toy story 4 of course oh. so
1: i feel like that's like the one that they picked just because they can be just because pixar and i say it's story bad Four but, is great like, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Maybe I
2: still haven't some... seen Toy Story 4. I, People I have, have the heard stupidest a lot of
4: complaints things. about Toy Story 4. I I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it yet either.
0: So
2: I so. feel like it's going to be like Solo, where I love well, Solo. Well, it's because it, I it's, think it's, it's a
4: Woody it... movie. It's just a Woody movie. Okay.
2: <laughs> you got to be careful how you phrase a Woody movie. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> are those the movies you're used to? Woody movies? Well,
4: it's a Woody and sex doll movie. Ah, oh, dang, I did it wrong again.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Bop, bop, bop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, also, just try to push these last few here. So we got documentary, which is American Factory, Apollo Eleven, this movie called Diego Maradona, which is you know based on a famous football player, European football, uh, For Sama, and The Great Hack.
1: The only one I've heard out of that list is Apollo Eleven. That's it.
0: Yep. So nothing for Fire Festival, really. No, there's been no traction for those Fire Festival documentaries. So.
4: Oh, those are great. I'm yeah. i feel like an uncultured swine. I have not heard of any of these documentaries. Well, Apollo 11 is the one
0: that swine, everyone right? is
2: talking about, so... Oh, sorry, Nathan, go ahead. Isn't, isn't, isn't oh, sorry, a I was scary just calling him uncultured movie? swine. I, I I, need to just chill out. Doggett, I'm sorry. I've been hard to you today. <laughs>
4: uh, Nathan, I forgave you when you backdoored me. I can forgive you now. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, uh, no, good, so, you know. uh, to answer your question, Doggett, no, it's not Apollo 13. I mean, not Apollo 13, uh, uh, what was that one? The Apollo seventeen, Apollo fifteen? The one with the scary mo- space monsters?
1: Apollo something.
0: Yeah. The numbers, Apollo I can't remember.
4: but... No, th- I don't
0: know, but it, it should sure make a great 18.
4: documentary. Apparently.
3: Yeah.
0: No, this one is the one that's based on the uh, the the actual Apollo eleven mission, which is all the new behind the scenes footage that we've never seen from the mission. So.
4: Ooh! Ooh okay, does Stanley yeah. Kubrick do a cameo? Ha! <laughs> uh,
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from there, we got <laughs> Best Film Not in the English Language, which they're still nominating the farewell for this category.
2: What? Fuck that. To be fair, a lot of it is in Chinese, but not all of it. So, But also, to be fair, two popes should be under the same nomination by that merit.
0: Yeah. yeah I, mean, I agree. Not as much of the two popes is in a foreign language compared.
4: Paired, but a lot of it is. So oh, yeah, yeah, when
1: they start using that logic, then it's like, well, a lot of films could fit in this category now. Technically, isn't
4: every UK movie a foreign film? I well,
0: technically. I mean I mean any film not in the English language is a broad category because there's a lot of films not in the English language.
2: I guess that's
1: why they have to specify not in the language. Yeah, English I mean you could nominate foreign. the
2: original cut of Dark Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Very
3: true. <laughs>
2: um
0: now also they put Forsama. Now the reason why for this is because some film like some countries will submit documentaries as their international film contenders cuz um Honeyland which was submitted for best documentary is also a foreign film contender on the shortlist this year hmm. so uh but then there's Pain and Glory Parasite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire so only two of those will probably make it onto the actual list for the Oscars
1: I've heard Portrait of a Lady on Fire is actually pretty good Oh it is
0: but it's not eligible the- cuz France submitted the um Les Misérables movie instead
1: so. Oh well Parasite then. Yeah. <laughs> Go Parasite.
4: Woo! You know what, guys? I'm starting to think this Parasite movie. There might be something behind it. I, I, maybe I should watch it. Just a bit. Maybe you should. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So uh, moving ahead, we got Supporting Actor, which is Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Hmm. I mean, he, he is really good in that movie,
3: to yeah, be fair. Yeah, pretty good. Not
0: Toy Story 4?
3: <laughs> no,
0: as a matter of fact. But uh, Anthony Hopkins was nominated for The Two Popes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then also Joe Pesci and Al Pacino for The Irishman. Yeah. You have the two popes,
2: yeah. Well, then, well, it's gonna be Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he's the. I body.
1: think it might be Brad Pitt personally.
4: He yeah. was pretty. Funny. It's
2: Brad Pitt. He it's almost a lock now. And yeah, honestly, he deserves an Oscar at this point.
4: Yeah, it's his. yes, favorite. he beat the shit out of Bruce Lee so good.
0: <laughs> That's the one thing everyone jokes about. Even London, when we were talking about it the other day, just like, oh yeah, Brad Pitt uh, in that movie where he beat up Bruce Lee.
4: <laughs> Man, well, I everybody mean... was so mad about that scene. All he did was like a few things. Yeah.
0: Mark. He, he technically even didn't win. So there's a you, Mark you Wahlberg make, you joke make in this.
4: But, uh, <laughs> I'm oh, not. You like, no. Make film, film nerds angry. Tell them two things. One, Bruce Lee isn't that great. And two, nunchunks are useless.
0: <laughs> um. Also, we got Best Supporting Actress, which is Laura Dern for Marriage Story, which Woo! she's great in that
2: movie. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, which she's also super great. Oh my in that god. Movie. Oh, yeah. she's fantastic in that. I'm surprised she hasn't gotten more. She's
0: had a good year. Yeah, very good year. Uh, Also someone had a great year this year is Florence Pugh for Little Women. Because, what, that, Fighting With My Family, Midsommar, Black Widow coming out this year. Yeah, she's on a roll. Yeah, she is. Uh, And then a double nomination for Margot Robbie for both Bombshell and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? Which is silly, because she's only in like ten minutes of that movie. Yeah, I'm
1: surprised about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one. Her
0: feet were front and center for most... (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. She has more nuance in her pinky toe than most people did in their uh, entire performance apparently. So. Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> I wanted it to be Laura Dern or Scarlett Johansson, um, honestly. I love Laura. I'm so just much. bummed
2: that Jennifer Lopez is a nominated. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's yeah. one thing that I got to point out and everyone's going to address it too.
0: All of the nominated actors and actresses are white. There are no, you know, ethnic what? colors.
3: What?
0: Yeah. yeah. That that was a that was a thing that got everyone in a hissy fit because like yeah there were no people of color nominated in any of the categories this year for yeah. for the, the BAFTAs.
2: I'm sure that's not going to be the case of the Oscars. I mean, I'm also really that. bummed NeNe, which I'm sad I don't know the actor's name from fucking The Farewell was not nominated.
4: Oh,
0: how um, did they this, not
2: give Gow, Gow,
4: Idris Gow. Elba anything for cats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Oh boy! But yeah, no, Zhao Zhuzhen from The Farewell was great for the scenes I've seen her in so far. So, but then also, yeah, Aquafina was not nominated because for lead actress we have Jesse Buckley for Wild Rose, which is a movie I've never heard of or seen.
1: What? Yeah, it's so random. It's a
0: British film, so it's gonna be Uh British. Okay, for
3: British eyes only. Yeah, (laughs) for British British eyes
0: only. (laughs) 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 Uh, But then also Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlie Theron for Bonshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy.
1: I, w- I wish Aquafina was on that list, honestly. Yeah,
0: cause... push off Charlie Theron or Sersha Ronan. I mean, I love whoa, both of them. Whoa,
4: those whoa, 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 whoa! First off, there's not enough room for it. There's we have we, we got to fit in all these white women first.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's again that's the problem. It's like, you know, where is Cynthia Erivo? Where is Lupita yeah. Nyong'o? Where is any of those actresses? You know? Yeah.
1: I guess out of this list, I'd probably go with Scarlett Joe but... Or Renee,
0: I mean, the only thing people really like about Judy was that... Well,
4: if Scarlett Johansson wins, technically an Asian woman
3: wins.
0: (laughs) 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 Sorry, Nate, what are you going to say?
2: Oh, oh, sorry. I was going to say Sarsie Ronan was pretty fantastic in Little Women. But she really doesn't do anything outside of what she pretty much did in Lady Bird.
0: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. she's more or less the same character, I would argue, so. Uh, but anyways, we also got lead actor, which is Leo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, uh, Taron Egerton for Rocketman, which is awesome, uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes.
1: I think it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Uh, I kind of like Adam Driver more. I
4: mean, it's going to be one of those two for the yeah, Oscars. Yeah, it's one of those two, I think. He's ha- he That was a... I, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but that was a hell of, of a performance from Adam Driver.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? that that's easily my choice for best actor of the year. Yeah. Although, it's nice to see Taron getting represented in a bunch of
0: stuff last minute, because he got Golden Globe nomination, a Screen Actor Guild nomination, and a BAFTA nomination, so... Yeah.
2: I mean, there are entire stretches of that movie where I straight up thought they replaced footage of Taron Egerton with Elton John. Oh, yeah. Which is such a feat, considering that he is. They the two do not look that similar. It no. does. It does point out the. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make it a big deal, but it is the
4: privilege of some people. He didn't. His second movie of a franchise did not do so good. His Eddie the Eagle movie did not do so good, and he was able to dust himself off and immediately walk into something great. Well, that's what happens when you make best friends with Elton John
2: very early <laughs> on. It seems like because like I think Elton John has like adopted him as his godson at this point. <laughs> I hope Kingsman, uh, comes back in a big way, because that first movie was one of my personal favorites of the decade, not best, but, uh, I know this isn't the subject that we're on, but, uh. No, but, I mean, uh, well, we
0: were supposed to see the Kingsman come out in February, but I think they delayed it a bit, so. Did they?
2: Yeah, Yeah, they delayed it, which sucks, because I, I love Kingsman 1, and that came out on my birthday, and I was excited to have another Kingsman movie, and no. I did not. So Ma- when
4: Shazam the Wizard gonna die in Kingsman? You think?
2: <laughs> oh, 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 don't don't throw Jimon
0: Hansu under the bus like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I
4: was just saying what we well, were we were all thinking.
0: <laughs> oh brother. Uh, but the last but not least is Best Picture, which is 1917, Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Hmm. Solid list. A
4: good I'm gonna. List. I, I don't. I don't want to be awful, guys parasite's not gonna get it
0: it's very possible i think for the Baftas, i think 1917 is gonna be their pick like
4: it might be it's
0: not who i want to win but it's the one i think they're probably gonna pick
2: so
4: did dunkirk win
2: no it did not Mm -mm. no Hmm. that yeah i don't know the Baftas. well dunkirk wasn't that great anyway so i kind of like i liked it didn't love it yeah so
1: it's good but not great
2: I'm mad at hey, that movie because that was so loud. It made me feel like an old person for a while. And I eventually just, uh, by the time I was done with it, I was just so disoriented that I just fell asleep and was late for work. <laughs> it may yeah, not be that good.
4: Well, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say that that actually happened to me in my screening of Dunkirk, where I went with a friend. And unfortunately, we picked the seat right next to the speaker. Ooh. And there was that first scene when they show all the guys getting gunned down while they're walking through the street. And it's so freaking loud that my ears were ringing for the next like five minutes after
1: that. (laughs) Like real gunshots, I guess. (laughs) Oh, They
0: wanted to feel in the moment. And I'm like, okay, yes, but I I didn't know Uh, I needed like mufflers or protection to come into this movie.
4: (laughs) It's kind of exciting. Who knows who's going to win? British people aren't exactly known for voting in their best interest. Uh, (laughs) Don't you bring in politics on my podcast, dang it.
2: Uh, I don't know.
0: Anything else to say about this list, though?
2: Nothing much. I mean, it's a solid list, if not a little predictable. I wouldn't have expected Joker to have such a big splash, but ever since the Golden Lion results came out, you know?
4: Yeah, no,
0: that's the thing. Playing
4: everybody who was making a big deal about it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that kind of makes me happy. It's like, look, it wasn't my favorite favorite of the year. I don't even think it's in my top ten, but the fact of how, like, it just exploded with controversy for so long, and then when it came out, nothing
4: happened. So yeah. I like, okay.
1: like, gee, who could have known that? The Joker truly
0: got the last laugh in this
3: movie. I, mean, really? I
4: can just picture it now. Justin's walking into the movie theater and they pat him down, make him take his shoes off, and he's just thinking to himself, this movie better fucking win this picture. I mean,
3: there
1: were seriously, like, guards at the movie theater we went to. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was kind of weird. Same. Yeah.
2: I yeah. ate a very spicy curry uh, from Madam <laughs> Man's Thai cuisine uh, <laughs> on Anderson Lane. <laughs> uh, P-47, if you will. And I ate the whole spicy curry really fastly. And I uh, went to go see Joker. And I picked up our seats. But there were people dressed up like they were about to storm Normandy. And as I'm walking up, they started doing a Clint Eastwood impression from a Leone film. Just straight, like, going for their gun as I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I walked into the Joker just fine. Uh, pff-
1: I feel like there were like a few trolls because of the controversy, but I don't think it would have happened if it hadn't been for the controversy, but nothing ultimately ended up really happening. So. Yeah,
2: like, I worst... thought it was wonderful. Security gave me a high five. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to sum up how much precautions there were for Joker, I went to go see El Camino the week afterwards, and they encouraged everybody to dress up in costumes. Turns out I was the only person in a hazmat costume. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I, I sat, I got up in front, and I was like, all right, I just got to tell you guys, I have a backpack, it has my change of clothes, I'm just going to keep it on me, you can search it as much as you want, and they're like, well, what t- movie do you have tickets for? And I pointed at my hazmat suit, and I said, "Oh, Camino, and they said, oh, yeah, so long as you don't have tickets for Joker, you're good
3: to
4: watch, and had you taken the hazmat suit off, sure. it would have been like, a white man!
0: <laughs> so, the, the movie about drug lords and king and, and that kind of stuff, where they have a big giant shootout in the middle of the film, doesn't bother people, but the movie with the clowns did bother them? Yes! <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Clowns scare people a lot, don't, don't you know that?
0: <laughs> Nobody's scared of Jesse Pinkman, apparently, so... <laughs>
1: Like, drug lords, that's fine. Clowns?
0: Oh, no. Mm -mm. No, don't you bring that clown up in here. (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: Any more white jokes you got in there, Doggett, before we're done?
4: You know, sometimes I think to myself, do I bully white people too much? And I quickly erase that thought from my mind.
2: (laughs) Doggett, it is extremely hard to be a white man in America right now.
3: (laughs) I am going to isolate that.
2: Well, it's great that we talk about
0: golden ones here on this podcast. So, <laughs> boo! I, <laughs> thank you. I wanted somebody to react.
1: <laughs> the worst is when you don't get a reaction. You're just like, "And yeah, that joke did not land."
4: Thank you. For I couldn't make a white joke out of that, so I left that alone.
1: <laughs> I really don't know what it was referencing. So,
0: shack with uh, golden statues. Oh, golden men.
1: Oh,
4: oh, Oscars. <laughs> Oscars You know what? <laughs> Screw it, we're done There
3: we go, I like
4: that, thank you
2: Alrighty guys
4: <laughs> Alright,
0: well, hey So tune in next week people Because Monday we're going to have a live nomination reaction Like, I mean, not be you're not going to listen to us live But we will put out our reactions To the actual nominees
4: that day uh,
0: And then you time.
2: can watch it in sync Like a DVD commentary yeah, Exactly, Ooh, actually so, Are
4: we going to hype up our recording soon? Oh, sorry? Are we going to hype up the recording that's going to happen soon?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, might as well. So, also through this podcast here, because this is, you know, my podcast, so I might as well use this as the vehicle for it, we're going to do our own gathering where we basically have all the people from the squad who aren't directly in Austin, except for Rose and, Lund- and uh, Nathan because they're here anyways.
2: oh uh, uh, yeah. You get double Nathan.
0: Double Nathan because we're going to have everyone give up their best for the 2019 list as well because... Some people didn't submit videos. Some people didn't submit their list yet. So we're going to do a whole big thing where we talk about not just our favorite movies, but also our favorite shows, video games, whatever.
2: About that, so you know, I'm not going to spoil any of my picks, but uh, you may hear the word six underground. Yes, after and, my
4: video entry was rejected for the top ten, uh, top three things of 2019, I am going to sabotage this podcast. It,
0: <laughs> I, I know you're kidding, but did you actually submit one? I submitted something.
4: I, I looked at it. I understand why it wasn't uh, put in. But oh. yes, I did.
0: Okay. I didn't, even, I didn't even see your video on there. So I was just like,
4: wait a minute. Did I get submitted? It
2: looks like a serial killer
4: video. I <laughs> won't lie.
2: <laughs> so it looks like a video of you on your dirty ass webcam. Oh. <laughs> Double chin and everything. Hot. And it wasn't
0: even showing my face. And he, It was weird that he put on a Mr. Plinkett voice the entire time. oh my favorite three movies of 2019 (laughs) (laughs) oh brother um but yeah people so tune in for that and then the the nominations and we'll talk about that and react to the nominees because i just can't wait to see who actually dominates on the list or not this year so all right uh thank you for listening everybody and we'll talk to you later see ya